Hello and welcome to the Flicks From Podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. Today, we have Netflix 186 film from 2019. It's the Indian Hindi language action heist film, Drive. It's directed by Taran Mansukhani. It stars Shushant Singh Rajput, Jacqueline Fernandez, Vikramjeet Virk, Sapna Papi, Panka Tripathi and Bowman Arani. <laughs> I am Jesse. I'm writing solo today and I apologize for my pronunciations of a few of those names. Um, hopefully I wasn't too offensive, but um, that is as good as I can get because I think that this does have a big cast and it is a big film, a long film, uh, and I'm going to spoil it. So if you want to check out this film from 2019 called Drive, there are lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of things online streaming at cinemas called Drive. So this is from 2019. It's on Netflix. If you want to check it out, give us a pause now. Come back a bit later on because I'm going to spoil it because we start off the show with the fast flicks where I do a quick little summary about what the film is all about. And for this one, for me, it's about a drag racing crew trying to pull off a huge heist and steal cash from a highly highly guarded palace. So that's uh, the gist of this film. Uh, if, I'm sure if you if you are actually listening, you've probably seen this film. So it's got a bit of an interesting story behind its release because it was scheduled to be released in September of 2018, but it was pushed then um, to June of 2019. And then ultimately they decided, we're not going to give this a theatrical release. Um, so it was directly released on Netflix worldwide on the 1st of November, 2019. And sadly, this actually um, marked the last film that um, Rajput uh, put out before his death in June of 2020. Uh, reading about this afterwards, and this is the the main uh, dude, Samar, in this film, it, uh, quite a sad story, to be honest. Um, and yeah, I mean, it just sort of highlights that he was quite skilled. And, and when I talk a little bit later on about the character that he plays, Samar, uh, probably one of the highlights of this film. The producer, Karan Soja, um, this is where it sort of leads into a little bit more context about why this film uh, had such a prolonged release because he wasn't happy when he shot the film the first time. So uh, he decided to reshoot a whole bunch of this film. And then uh, there was a little bit of uh, tension in the editing room between him and the director and they, they didn't like this recut. Um, and then that's when Netflix got the rights to the film because they said this isn't going to work in a cinema. So interesting little story. Um, the other interesting thing for this one is online, a lot of places, it's listed as having a two-hour and 27-minute runtime. That's a huge, huge film. Um, and there's, there's lots of places that say that that's, that's the time. I'm not quite sure where that cut is, though. On Netflix, it's the version that, that is available on Netflix only goes for an hour 59, so still a pretty long movie, but... I'm not sure if there is an extended cut somewhere or whether that was just released in India. I'm not 100% sure because I'm not sure how they could have added an extra half an hour into what we already saw on this one. Consensus time. So this is quite negative all round. On Rotten Tomatoes, this sits on 0%. Zero. No numbers at all. And that's on eight reviews. So that is rotten. Audience, a little bit higher, but still fairly low on 21%. That's less than 50 ratings. IMDb, it's also extremely low, a 3.2 out of 10 on 7,600 ratings. So um, on the lower end of the scale and then on Letterboxd, this is probably one of the worst ones we'll see. It's a 1.6 out of 5 on nearly 700 ratings. So easy to say that this one hasn't necessarily been liked by many people at all. And that'll lead me into my, my thoughts for this one, my early thoughts. And I think... This film starts off, uh, the big screen is filled with 
all these logos of all these product placements. And this is before the film even starts. So I think it sort of highlights that you're in for a bit of a slog with this one. The, it tries to replicate the successes of the Fast and the Furious films by, you know, having car chases and good-looking people. And I think the only thing that this really leads to is fury for the audience, for the time that you are wasting by watching this film. All right, let's let's talk about some characters. There are a bunch of characters in this one. And unfortunately, there's not a lot about the characters, really. They're just in situations to try and commit crimes, steal gold, steal money, get away from the the cops <laughs> that's the story really so we start off with samar he's, he's sort of this mysterious guy that comes along to impress uh, tara the other main protagonist and her crew he, he's very smooth and like i mentioned before probably the highlight of the film he he um adds a little bit of uh, style i guess to to what's going on because other than just seeing cars dragging on the streets and nice clothes and things like that it, he he adds a little bit of personality i guess because tara is the the other character and she's the leader of the gang and, and she's the one that organizes the street racing and she dresses quite um you know uh maybe almost like a, a pretty woman sort of julia roberts style uh, i think that she finds herself as like this top-notch really attractive sophisticated smart woman and and there's a little bit of context about her in the film about how she's been uh, married and, and that guy left her and took her for everything and that's why it's led her down this path of crime and, and needing to to do what she does but apart from that uh, we just sort of see her as this this woman who leads a gang and and wants to steal stuff um, and a part of her crew I guess the other the other two people in this crew this guy called Bicky he's sort of the the muscle is the big guy with the tats and the the big biceps and is they call him the fixer. And they also say that the other issue that he has is he's a gambler, but there's no background or any explanation or anything as to why this this impacts us as an audience understanding his character. It's just like one little line saying he's a gambler and that's bad. Okay, thank you for that. <laughs> the other sub story that we sort of get with him is that he wants to propose to his girlfriend, who's another part of this crew, um, Nana. And I don't know why that was added in it. It didn't, the story of, of him talking about, oh, I want to propose and him proposing and everyone being happy about him proposing, it wasn't needed. You could have easily cut that out. And the same, um, Nana, she's, she's his girlfriend and they just tell her she's good at making, you know, forging documents. So she can make fake passports and, <laughs> and drive cars. And that, that's it. So uh, that's the the main crew, I guess. And then we sort of talk about the other side of things and, the, the law enforcement or the people trying to track down the, the king who's this this um, unknown member who is is robbing all these banks and, and stealing all these things. So Irfan um, is this guy who's sent to head this team of, of tracking down who the king is and and he works closely with um, Hamid who um, is hired by Vibra Singh who's like the corrupt bureaucrat or politician and um, Hamid is in with her on the corruption and they're hiding um, money or stolen funds in the, the presidential palace or whatever it is. So they're, they're just as bad as the guys that are stealing the money, but they're trying to prevent the the king and the crew and Tara and those from stealing the money. Um, so the, <laughs> these good guys, uh, Vibra and, and Hamid and Irfan send in Arjun, this undercover cop who's like a F1 driver to try and infiltrate the gang, but the gang's onto him as being an undercover straight away. So a real confusing role. And and we find out that, you know, in this in these these good guys, these people trying to track the king down, the guy called Raj, they get involved and he's a hacker. And, and then it's sort of revealed 
and that um you know he's an insider and i probably should have said spoiler alert i'm going to give away spoilers in this one so if you did want to check this out um i've given away a little bit now but i'll probably give away a bit more so give us a pause and come back later on i can't remember if i already said that uh, that's how all over the shop i am with this film uh, <laughs> the director of this film is taran amansukani this is his second feature after a film called Friendship in 2008. Um, so another film came out in 2021 called Coochie Coochie Hota High. So two other films in, along with this one. Not sure what either of those are like. Haven't seen them. But if anyone has, feel free to let us know what they're like. All right. Time to talk about some scenes. Some scenes that I enjoyed in this one. Um, I think there's a couple of things that, that were quite all right. So the start... And, you know, this is an Indian Hindi film. So there's this big Bollywood song at the start. And we've seen this in a lot of the Netflix originals that we've, we've covered off that they will break out into song at various stages. So <laughs> at the start, there's this song called uh, Karma is a Bitch. And I thought it was choreographed really well. The dancing was good. The song was upbeat, sort of got you into the mood of the film. But then there's that's apart from that song, there's one other song later on, which I'll mention later, but that's it. So uh, I'm not sure that they needed to drop these in because it didn't necessarily fit in with a, a film about car racing and, and things like that. Um, another thing that I like, there's, there's this real cool shot of the crew. Um, towards the end, they're involved in this heist and they're all sort of frozen, a bit like that mannequin challenge where everyone just stops and freezes in frame. Uh, and it's to make it look like that the CCTV footage is frozen for the, so the security guards that are watching the footage. And I thought that was done really cool. That was a, that was a cool scene. And I don't want to spoil the final scene, um, but they, they finish off in London right at the end. And the final twist was actually, it was okay. It, was, it wasn't horrendous. So I'll give it a tick for that. Uh, but now, time to talk about some things that weren't necessarily fantastic. And I think to start off with the, the intro, right at the start, it was all over the shop. We see all these people racing cars and dragging and going fast. And there was just no context as to who they were, what they were doing, why this was happening. Uh, it's just a really hard start to get into this film. And then we sort of introduced to Arjun, as I mentioned before, this undercover cop, this F1 racer, he drives this red car and just does these circles to try and impress Tara. It was just really, really lame. <laughs> and, and to follow on with that, the camera work throughout, especially in the car chases, was so poor. The the green screen on the drivers was so fake. And and I'll mention this a little bit too, but the the CGI on some of those cars, they they've got these really nice cars, but they can't obviously couldn't afford them for this this film. So they're just like CGI cars that look so fake. So it sort of takes away from any momentum this film is trying to build. Uh Tara, she's um she's that character I spoke about before. She's she's watching this magic trick and doing the king card it was just rubbish to try and tie in this idea of who the king was um in the middle of the film that the whole crew they they go get on a plane and they go to tel aviv and it's just the crew partying this montage or this music video clip of them just partying enjoying all the scenery all the tourist events all the attractions of tel aviv that scene was literally for nothing it was just it was just some tax break so that they could film in tel aviv tel aviv get some funding and it's just like this big huge ad to be like cool let's let's get our audience to travel there um ridiculous to chuck that in the middle of a film um, i think the, 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 one of the the clues that they work out um, to try and track down who the king is is this idea of cracking a code by using telemarketing messages because people always ignore those telemarketing messages that was that was just rubbish uh, <laughs> so so lame and the, i think that um you know the another reason as to why this movie is so cheap like they're doing a countdown to this big heist that they're going to do so it's like seven days to go and each 
countdown for each day, like seven days to go, six days to go. They use like this big butcher's paper with just like handwritten days left on it. And the camera sort of zooms in and out on it. <laughs> very, very ordinary. Um, the reveal of Raj, I mentioned this before, um, before I did a spoiler alert, but Raj was working for the king. And I think that it was super lame. Um, and the cops just sort of walk him away and he's got this big, cheap, great, cheesy grin on his face that, you know, I've got you sort of thing. That was just poor. Um, I mentioned I liked the Bollywood sort of song at the start. The second one was called I Am Your Devotee. It was so bad. It was ridiculous and totally took away any momentum that this film was building towards the end. I did get a little bit confused too. The the heist at the end, um, they sort of arrest the the crew and sit them all down and they've changed their outfits to make it look like it's not them. And, and um, Viva Singh is the main lady and she's like, you know, you've got the wrong people. I was just super confused with what was going on there. I don't know why, but I just was really confused. And and finally, um, the, the big chase at the end, there's a car chase. They go to an airport. They sort of race down the runway and the plane's coming over the top of them. And it's just like this really poor computer-generated aeroplane that just looks so fake. And then they stop on this bridge, you know, the bridge that hasn't been finished, you know, it's still being built and the cars are stopping there and just the aerial shots, it just looked like a really poorly done computer-generated image. Um, so unfortunately, quite a bit in this, it's quite laughable. Um, and I think if you tried to talk about some themes or some ideas in this one too, it's really tricky. It's really, really hard because greed is mentioned, I guess. It, it is touched on because everyone's in this to either protect their own um, assets that they've stolen themselves or others that are trying to steal other people's assets. And I get this in relation, I guess, to those who are working in the government um, because, you know, they're the ones in this film that are shown as, as bad. But the, the greed of the people who are doing illegal things and working the streets illegally, drag racing, all that stuff, it's almost glamorized a little bit to say, you know, if you've got good clothes, you've got good cars, it's okay to do the wrong thing. So a little bit of a... a uh, that's the only thing I could draw from this, to be honest, because I think other than that, this film doesn't say anything, uh, but it's it's very hard to come up with some themes or some ideas in this one. Uh, and I, if I'm taking anything away from this film, I think I've said spoilers already, but I was on to who the king was like in the first 10 minutes. It just makes this film drag. Like they didn't try to hide or try to make it a really cool reveal as to who the king was. It was so obvious um, the way that they set the characters up in this as to who was going to be the king. So yeah, see, if you do watch this, um, I'm interested to see uh, how quickly you're onto who the king is. Uh, I don't have any, like, I don't have any questions about this film apart from how did it get made. But I think if you go on Google and you look at like the tags that people tag for this film, so the top voted tags for this film are illogical, boring, unrealistic, bad acting, mindless, silly, unconvincing, childish, bad music, and forgettable. And unfortunately, once. I've finished recording this episode. That that last word is probably the one that's going to stand out the most is forgettable. There, there's nothing about this film really that I am going to remember. Um, so unfortunately, it's time for me to, to wrap this one up and, and give my final thoughts. And I've tried to not be too harsh, but it is super messy. It's a messy film. There's, there's no real reason for this to exist. I mean, people should have and would have been drawn in for the cars and the car chases and the glamour and all that sort of stuff. But they're just so fake in this film that you know, it's hard to get on board and it's a heist film and heist films work really well when you're surprised with how they, they're all pulled off. And there are certain moments in here. Yes. There's some good reveals, but at the same time, there's just so much going on so many different ways that they're trying to heist and you watch them all being planned out before they actually 
do them that it sort of takes away a little bit from this. So, I mean, there's no logical reason to watch this, I guess, unless you want a bit of a laugh to be like, oh, this was bad. So I'm giving this a one out of five. Sorry, it's a little bit low, but that's where this one sits. Uh, we do have social media. We've got Facebook, we've got Twitter, and we have Instagram. So if you can give us a follow, give us a like, that would be greatly appreciated. I just want to put a question out there. Like, what is a better title for this film, Drive? As I mentioned in the intro, there are so there is so much content called Drive. Like you could eat, this gets lost. Like as, as bad as that sounds, it can get lost because it's not a very original title. And if you think about this film, if you do watch it, realistically, driving is such a side thing in this film. Yes, they've all got nice cars. They all like to drive. There's a few chases, but it doesn't add anything to the film. If you, if you think about this film, really, it's about trying to steal money and cars are getaway vehicles. And that's about it really. Like this film is not about driving, but I don't know what it actually is about. So maybe it is a good title. Um, we are back next week. Next week, MJ will be back with me to discuss the 2019 Christmas rom-com Holiday in the Wild. This is directed by Ernie Barabash. It stars Rob Lowe and Kristen Davis. So if you, I know we're sort of uh, only in May, but if you want to, or April, May, if you want to get out there and check out a Christmas film in May, give it a shot because that's what we will be discussing next week. Hope you've enjoyed the chat today. I hope you've uh, had a bit of a laugh if you have seen this film and had a bit of a reminisce about some of the, the horrible scenes in this film. But uh, other than that, I will see you guys next week.